All right, DJ. So um, we have the pleasure of having two women in our midst today, which nice. is very unusual for us, very unusual. Yeah. Um, and quite attractive and intelligent women, which is even more, yeah. more unusual for, for guys like us. Um, so who are they? So over here, uh, we have Miss Lauren Dunn and Miss Jenny West. They are from the Greece Central School District, and they are really the catalyst to bring the Acres of Diamonds program to the public, really, to um, a couple students that they have hand-selected um, from some of the students that they teach and that they believe that the Acres of Diamonds program could positively help. So we we love these these two women. Like they are they are really the the first two people who believed in us. That you could really say that because we have obviously tried a couple other avenues, and here's one that stuck. And yeah, that, yeah, that's that that's interesting. You said the first mm-hmm. two that really believed in us because I think we get some uh, we get some soft recognition, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, love your website. Hey, you know that's that's really cool. But um, the first time we sat down with Lauren. Um, we don't have to go into the fact that you both met inebriated on Park Ave, but um, that's not. That's, that's makes it cool. That's, that's it. <laughs> I didn't think that was relevant to the conversation, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, yeah. But so the first so the first time we met Lauren, obviously we we felt a, a strong connection to her belief in in what we were doing, and then um, she she mentioned Jenny, right? Yeah, she mentioned Jenny, and I remember when she left too. You were like. That was incredible. Yeah. And and I was like, Yep. I think I think we kinda nailed that that one was that felt right. That, that was the way it was supposed to go. So Lauren, um, as a reminder, you have to speak into the microphone <laughs> and you have to talk like a big girl. Um, so the first meeting at uh, Starbucks, what what was your reaction after after we sat down and talked about it a bit? Um, I just had so much energy leaving it and I felt like um, that it was, it literally felt like it was like meant to be like what I was talking about, you guys understood and it just like, we just like vibed over it and it was amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, then after you left there, you, you'd mentioned that you're going to talk to, to Jenny. Yeah. Um, what was, uh, what was that conversation like? Um, so first Jenny is someone who I look up to a lot and I know that she just loves the kids as much as I do. So I was like, she will love this. She'll love the boys. Like, I have to, like, get her involved somehow. So um, I brought it to Jenny's attention. I got all your information, um, and I gave it to her, and she was just like, yep, yep, yep. Like, <laughs> give me some time, and I'll, like, find a way to make it work. So it was it worked, so. so then we, we had the opportunity to meet with both of you at Starbucks and Jenny to say that that meeting for us uh, went for DJ and uh, me was awesome would probably be an understatement but um, how, how was it how was it for you like when I mean you're by the way for people that don't know Jenny yet she is we have energy I think uh, Lauren <laughs> DJ and I have energy <laughs> Um, she's like the Energizer Bunny on Red Bull. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. that's actually accurate. Okay. <laughs> so Jenny, how how did that meeting? Did that meeting live up to your expectations? What outside of your expectations? What um... it went way beyond my expectations. I'm a brand new assistant principal. I was a teacher for almost 20 years, and really the only reason I went into leadership is because I care about my students, and I've always known that social emotional learning changes lives. So when I met you guys, I just felt like this is it. 
and these are people that I want to work with because I'm looking for real educational reform. I'm really looking for places that my students who are not traditional can start to grow in skills that they may not have been exposed to before. So when I met you and DJ, I just knew that you guys were the people to work on it with me. So Lauren works amazing in my building. She works with the hardest kids that we have. They seek her out. You know, she works for Center for Youth and is partnering with our building at Odyssey. And in, she just made an incredible difference. So then to have you guys come in when I'm really just brand new at this, but looking for all kinds of avenues, it just made me so excited. So I cannot wait to start from the moment that I was done with like that conversation at Starbucks. I have done nothing but think about the kids that would be the best fit for this program. I've told every person I know they've looked up your <laughs> website. My mom is hysterical because, you know, she's an old Ukrainian woman. And so she's like writing to me over everything you post and just like oh my god no way it's gonna be so well, the, great you didn't mention that you didn't oh. mention your mom's involved that's yeah. that's well, awesome well if you'll get to know me and what happens is anything that i truly believe in everybody i know <laughs> has to talk about it with me so yes there is a big fan group behind the scenes over acre of well, that's awesome i mean one thing <clears throat> one thing i found very interesting as um as i continue to meet more and more people uh, I think it's it's worth mentioning. We kind DJ kind of alluded to it when uh, Lauren talked to us, but when she talked about you, right? Um, it was. I wish I wish you could have seen. I wish we could have videoed it so you could see it, Aww. right? From the standpoint of when she says she looks up to you, it's more. It's it's at least that, right? It's. Uh, I think she views you as a very, very strong role model for her and someone that, she, someone that she's aspiring to be like. And you don't, you know, you don't get a chance to see that, right? And, right. But I thought, I think it's important for you to know there's someone talk, speaking very, very highly of you behind your back, right? Well, thank you. More, <laughs> thank more, you, because who knows what right, else is going on right. behind my back, right? Well, hey, more often than not, that yeah, is what's absolutely. happening, right? More often than not, there are people speaking negatively about us behind our back. Mm -hmm. But it's it was really, really refreshing for for me to hear a young person, you know, I'm 52 and uh, Lauren's 21 or 18 right. or whatever right. she is. Whatever she is. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, 20, 25. Okay. She's closer to 30 than 20. Oh, the end is near. The end is near. Right. <laughs> right. But to, to hear, you know, to hear a younger person speak um, that that way and to, in my opinion, understand like DJ understands some of the challenges we have with leadership, some of the yes. challenges we have social emotional learning and in, uh, in our youth in our younger people um, has been inspiring to me. Right. The two of them mm -hmm. have been inspiring to me. And um I really look forward to to understanding what we can do together. So, you two have been talking offline, right, yes. DJ? They've uh, they've been talking, and what yeah. uh, what what's next? So next, so we just decided starting in December, we are going to be going into the school, and and Jenny and Lauren have picked out what is it like five to seven students or so per per group. Yeah, there's kind mm -hmm. of like two groups we were thinking. Yeah, um, starting first week of December, so I think it was like the seventh of December, and I think a great way that we've always said is, hey, we're going to do our sessions, but we will be here for you longer if you want to keep talking. Kind of saying, we're, we're chiseling out an hour, but I could see somebody saying, I wouldn't mind talking about 
what my family culture really is right for, for an extra five mm -hmm. minutes or so you know really picking these guys brains or picking Danny's brain or something so that's the way that I, I really think these talks are, are gonna go so I think it's important for us to be mindful of that when scheduling it mm -hmm. just kind of so somebody might want to somebody might not want to it you know in, in that time between sessions we can maybe talk about what went good what went bad what we can do better Absolutely. things along those lines so I'm I'm excited to to get this rolling this is kind of I was looking at uh, at my calendar actually from last year and I had dates circled when we originally were gonna thought we were gonna go into Hilton and they were kind of old and weathered away and I was like oh this is kind of cool like now we're actually going into Greece so yeah it's, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super excited it's awesome so Jen, Jenny what uh, I mean talk to us about your kind of your vision you know our curriculum more or less um, yeah. what's your vision on how you how you want to apply that and how you want to integrate it into into your group of people well, first, I want to say that Greece Central School District has really made a commitment through Kathy Groutman and her leadership that, you know, culturally responsive education and social emotional learning are really important to our district moving forward. So we have a lot of diversity in our student body and we have, you know, a very interesting type of student population because we have students who live in affluence and then we have students who live in poverty and everything in between. So for this vision, I see really pulling some kids that we work with, Lauren and I, that just have so much leadership that they don't know how to unlock. They may not have been exposed to it through their families, you know, because let's be honest, nowadays families have to work two jobs, three jobs sometimes. They don't have the same type of structure that we used to have. Also, um, schools, you know, we've packed the curriculum and a lot of times schools have lost the idea that those soft skills are so important to kids being able to be successful. So really, Acres of Diamonds just feels like the same vision that I believe is what's going to help our students grow. So we have just picked out some kids that, you know, they're kind of middle of the road in some ways because they don't necessarily have the confidence to feel like they can do as much as they can do. We see their leadership skills, but if we talk about it with them, they may not be able to see them in themselves. And also, I've just always known that teenagers are very interested in themselves. Mm -hmm. And so to have that time and that space to be with a small group with, you know, role models like you guys, and I know that you have other people that you work with too that you can bring in to like work with the students and talk things through. I think discussion is just a beautiful way for kids to unlock who they are. We often don't hear their voices at this age and they have so much in their rich inner world that always isn't positive because they have these self negative feelings. So I'm just really excited. I see it as growing in the way that organically it's supposed to, but I think just having the opportunity to get them together, to get them in a space that they can hear you guys and see what you're bringing to the table, I feel like it's just gonna just go beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. You said so many interesting things there. It's hard to uh, pick, <laughs> I pick say up. so much. I really, it's yeah. known for this. Yeah. I apologize. So we need a nickname, Energizer something. Energizer's or Bunny's taken, but uh, yeah. Maybe we call it's passion. It's passion. Maybe we call her Dante. Maybe we call her Dante. <laughs> Just a There's an inside, inside joke, but uh, right, right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> seven layers of hell or whatever that Dante was, right? No, not, <laughs> not the not quite that bad. No, okay, no. Good. Um, so yeah, I agree. There's so many things there, but one of the things is to your point. I I think the kids are starving for something like this, and Absolutely. they don't know it, right? And right. I, and that's what we've seen um, when we talk to uh, kids 
you know, informally about it. Mm-hmm. They're they're really starving to talk, to your point, and I didn't think about it like that. They're ta- starving to talk about themselves at a deeper level. Yeah. As adults, I don't think, um, especially you and you and I, um, you and I didn't grow up with no. the internet being part of our educational nope. uh, system, right? And I think as parents and leaders, we we're we're just on the cusp of understanding the impact, yes. right? So these kids, yes. these kids are not any emotionally more mature than us at that age, but they are orders of magnitude more informed, mm-hmm. more worldly, albeit through technology. But like, if you think about it, when you and I were kids. Go outside and play. Right. Come back at dinner time, and then we're going to sit down to dinner together. Yes. And if we ever, if and if we ever had bad news come into our lives, it's on the six o'clock news for half an hour. That's and that right. was it. And now, their lives are full of bad news, not just from Hilton or Greece or Hamlin or Brockport right. or Pittsburgh or wherever they grow up, but it's from China, Australia. You know, yes. they're inundated with data, inundated with knowledge, inundated with information. With leadership, us, mm-hmm. there's no clue how to help them. Absolutely. Right? To navigate it. and But we're saying, but we're sitting there expecting such great things for them. Right. Well, wait a minute. The world changed in 2008. When, this, when the internet came to your phone, yep. things changed. Mm-hmm. And we're just now starting to understand the impact. And that's where I'm excited to have you two aboard because I think you are, you're the bridge. And I think, I think there's something to be said for the, the generational, um, difference in you two as well right i think that's something inspires me too i think lauren similar to dj you're wise beyond your years right i think you had very strong parenting i think um you have an emotional intelligence that is is very attractive um to this process and the fact that you two are generationally different but foundationally the same is going to be awesome I mean, similar to why I yeah. think you and I work well together, mm-hmm. right? Completely agree. So, I'm looking forward to it. So, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize two groups. Well, we have both. We have thought about both. So again, we just really want to work on it with you guys and what makes sense. So I probably have an endless supply of students, okay. right? So we can I, one, two, two groups, whatever you would like. We definitely have enough for two, but we could start with one if that's what you want to. Okay. Very so good. we're really just open to again being organic, figuring out how where this goes and how we can take it as far as we can take it, um, and just excited to bring resources to our students. Mm-hmm. And you know, you made a really interesting point about the world and the internet and kids and social media, and it's amazing because I've been in education for a long time. I started out literally as a one-to-one aide, and I worked myself up. I was you know teacher's aide, and then I was a teacher for a long time, and now I'm an assistant principal. And the change in the levels of anxiety that I see in students in the the young ages that it starts to manifest is so different. And it's often linked to that social media piece. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you brought that up because I think a lot of times people in our generation don't stop to think to look through that lens. 
And so they still rely on their traditional understanding of school and why traditional ways of school should still work in this day and age. And it really can't because our kids are on 24-7. They are always being inundated with all of that negativity as well as their connectivity is through their devices. They'll be sitting next to each other and they'll be chatting through a device mm-hmm. as opposed to that real collaborative you know, getting together. And the funny thing is when you force kids to do that, so we have our cell phone policy, and I have this one particular teacher that I just adore. He is such a strong teacher, and he's grown a lot because he um, holds very high expectations. Kids can never have a cell phone in his room, even though no one's supposed to have one, but truly they follow it. And he's a tough guy, but over the years he's started to become much more in touch with social-emotional learning too. And those kids, they go in his room and they work their butt off. And, you know, they will do things that people think are not capable. They're not capable of in that room. But it's really because the social-emotional learning is there. The devices are turned off. They're being held to a high standard, but they're also being treated like they're valuable and they're different. And so I feel like this program is going to help that in a bigger way because it's going to allow kids to really talk about themselves. It shouldn't just be a few classrooms that this is happening organically, right? It, it needs to be happening all over. So I think that's why I really am excited about this program. Well, Lauren and DJ, I mean, you guys actually, as we're sitting here talking about it, you guys are kind of the bridge yes. bridge generation in this, yeah. right? Um you didn't necessarily grow up in the, your formative years were not on the internet. No. Your your last eight years, right? So after graduation, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. for the most part, you're both 24, 25, yeah. have been internet oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, what uh, what do you see as the difference between, you're only seven or eight years removed, 10 years removed from these kids. What are you seeing as the differences between them and you? the differences between them and us I I it is interesting like with the cell phone policy because I remember when I was in high school I never never really took my phone out for anything and it was it was kind of like I had it on me and occasionally my I mean my nobody would really even talk to me throughout the day because all of my friends were there mm-hmm. so it was not, right. not like I, I needed like you can almost go to go to school without your phone where now I think I, I remember there was one it might have been more towards my it, my college years. There was one class where we actually needed our phone to, it was like an app that we needed to download and that we could be used that app with the class. So this, this class was actually kind of molding itself around technology, right. around your phone. And so that was something that I thought was interesting. But if we are constantly having this external kind of, this is what you have to be, I mean, if you go on, on social media and you see all these, these beautiful people, these, you know, right. these photos that are all edited and filtered or, or whatever they may be, you're saying, oh, man, I got to get up to that standard. Whereas in high school, if we never had that opportunity to see what was that standard, mm-hmm. then there is no standard. The standard was, was right in front of you. It was right in front of me. <laughs> it was whatever I wanted it to be. Right. So, and, and I've said this before, I've always wanted to have a party where you leave your phone at the front door. I think people would be lost. I, yeah. I, think, I love that I idea. I think it'd be awesome, yeah. and I think you would you would really start to see. And I we said this before. If I can't connect with you electronically, let's connect personally or emotionally. All right. Like we we have to figure out some way to enjoy each other now mm-hmm. without our phones. Right. Which right. is something that I, I think we take for granted at times. Yeah. yeah. What What about you, Lauren? What uh, What's been your your observations? 
So working in the school, um, all like all the kids just like have their phones like in their hands, and even if like their phone like they get in trouble, mom turns off the Wi-Fi or turns off like all the internet or whatever, they still have to have it in their hand. Like they might not even need, like. It's like an addiction. It's like yeah, it's mm-hmm. an addiction. So just like having it in their hand, like they might not be able to do anything with it. They just have to have it, which I think is pretty sad they just can't put it down and then another thing is um with like fights and stuff that get reported to school everything's screenshotted um like so there's just proof of everything um and i think that that oftentimes gets kids into a lot of trouble because they're posting things that they shouldn't be posting and then um everyone sees it and then they take pictures of it or screenshots of it and then brings it into school and then we have to address it so Previous to that, you might get a you might have been getting away with a lot of different things, and then when it's proof, you, you right? Yeah, I mean, it, right? Yeah, the trouble like so back when we were kids, the, the trouble you got in on Thursday was gone on Friday, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't there to remind you. Now it's there to remind you forever. Right. I mean, in some instances, right? Well, and I think also not just to remind you, but there is a disproportionality in how kids are disciplined. And that's another thing that we're really working on in Greece. So when you talk about that, the things that are happening outside of school, kids are very impulsive. They're teenagers. They, you know, they often say mean things because they're teenagers and they don't have that social emotional understanding or that emotional regulation. And then they're held to an adult standard sometimes for the discipline, because in all mm-hmm. honesty, if there's threatening things, you know, like, and again, I'm not saying that kids should not be held accountable, but they often had in our generation the opportunity to be a kid outside of school and it didn't impact your school career. Nowadays, you know, you make a decision on Thursday, it gets brought to the school's attention, it appears that you're making a threat, then you're suspended and you're out of instruction, then that's on your record, so the next time you do something, they look up your record and they say, oh, well, you've been suspended already, so you probably need a harder consequence. So, you know, there's this whole other piece to it that we really are stopping students from being successful because they're immaturity is being held across a, a different type of continuum than it used to be when I was a child. Wow. I, I hadn't actually, you know, because I'm not in the system, I hadn't understood what you just said until just now. That's a, that's actually amazing, right? That, And I, and I understand, so I understand this from a, uh, from a the world is dangerous perspective because that's that's kind of what I deal with. Like everybody says, oh my God, the world's so dangerous, the world's so this, the world's so that. No, it's it's actually less dangerous. The statistics are very, very clear that world poverty's gone down, very, very clear right. natural disasters, like the deaths due to poverty, the deaths due to the X, Y, Z are all going down the way it should for a more affluent world. Mm-hmm. But to your point, we have more stress, anxiety, depression, suicide than we've ever had in the history of world per capita, right? Why? And the answer is exactly what you said. We've, um, we're using this information now to hold the actions that were there when we were young, right? We all did the same things that we're holding these kids accountable for. The difference was, and we were joking about this before, uh, last night with you know the 50-something crowd, where, what kind of trouble would we be in if there were cell phones in college? Right. 
the same trouble every other kid's in. This, yeah. You know, what exactly. what trouble would we be in? Look, I broke into, a, we broke into a high, uh, a, a, a elementary school and got in trouble, right? And, but it was right. trouble one day, done the next, right? right? It didn't linger forever. There weren't people taking pictures of us in the gym doing what we do, were doing and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I do. Boy, that's a, that's a really valuable so much, insight. So much more access. There's so much yeah. more freedom. I mean, it's like anything, like you can't hide. Right, you can't hide, but yet, but yeah. to your point, kids are kids are kids, right? You're still you're still going to be making bad decisions, just like look, my parents made terrible decisions, right? I still right. hear decisions right. Fr- right from you know when my grandparents are alive about what my parents did. Of course, and it's the same shit we did, right? Right. right. I mean, they weren't any fucking different than, than right. us, right? Yeah. Right. But now, right. It, but what about the school pipeline to prison? Like that's a real thing, right? right. So you think about that, and we all have our stories, right? Because I have a few that I did in high school sure. that weren't the things I'm going to put on air right now. But <laughs> the point to the same thing you said is my future was not in jeopardy because I was a child. And on top of it, my world gave me more opportunity to understand myself as a person, which is exactly what I love about Acres of Diamonds, right? Because it's trying to unlock this idea that you have to approach life a certain way by having a deeper knowledge about who you are what you need to do and how you can be a certain way with other people to keep your power which is always the thing i say to my students right 90 percent of the time what my kids are upset about there is some real validity in it and there is a power differential between a child and a teacher or a child and an adult but when they handle it a certain way all of their voice is lost and in this world we're very impulsive nowadays and kids are inundated with negative funny reactions on youtube where people are being out of control so it's just confusing to them they're not being inundated with how do you emotionally regulate and separate what's real and what's you know okay and not and so i don't know i just feel like we really just need to be really honest and greece is trying really hard to do that you know we look at data all the time we changed our code of conduct you know this year do rags are allowed and headbands are allowed and hats are allowed which sounds really silly but in the end it wound up being such a big thing so my first year as an assistant principal last year kids were getting written up for do rags and it would be checking gang affiliation Mm -hmm. And there was no gang affiliation. It was they were trying to make waves because culturally that was a way that, you know, people were going about doing a different style on their hair. So Greece was brave enough to say this is not okay, right? We can't keep punishing kids for being kids and wanting to have a style or being culturally different. And again, it just goes back to that social emotional piece on all of our end from the adult perspective, from the student perspective, you know, from the school in a general way. Yeah, I love that. When my my youngest son started growing his hair out really long, at first I didn't like it. Right. And my wife said, you're labeling them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're right. And I said, Casey, you can wear your hair as long as you want, as long as you behave the way you're supposed to behave. Right. Right. Same thing with the do-rags. Wear all the do-rags you want. Right. As long as you behave within the expectations of behavior. Absolutely. Right. It's kind of like the tattoos. It's exactly, yes. it's exactly like the tattoos. I mean, think about generationally where we've come with that. Absolutely. Right. I mean, we've come to accept it and you're not labeled now because of tattoos. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Very interesting. That's a great parallel. I didn't uh, realize it. So will both of you be um, helping us and supporting us on Saturdays when we do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Power crew. Yes. All right. That's uh, right. Very excited. 
Well, Jenny, I'm not worried about you being able to get up early after a hard <laughs> Friday night, but uh, the two youngins. You'd be surprised. Don't count me out. Oh, no. The two youngins I worry about a little bit. I will have well, my priorities set. That's right. What, what's important in life? Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to have curfew curfew calls. Right. We'll, we'll wash the axes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. No stance. Yeah, no stance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. Or maybe that will show authenticity. No, no, we're no, not. If no. you think about no it, stamps, no stamps, not with no my stamps. students. But, no stamps. Right, right. We're not doing it. Oh, in <laughs> front, in front of students. No, I got yeah. no, students. No, well, all right. So you it. say you wash it off though, and then you're like, guys, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm kind of hungover. No, bad right now. no. Okay, DJ, listen. No. We're gonna right. talk before you show up. Yeah. Okay. Right. There's some guidelines that we have to follow. See, this is why we need to get all this out first. Thank you, thank you, because I think you're probably right. We've been freewheeling without supervision here for a while no yeah so yeah. so thank you for offering to be our supervisors and our and our mentors because honest honestly i mean jenny that is one of the things when lauren said that you're a teacher that really i think for us you know it, it was one thing to get access to people that believed in us but it was another thing to say okay we have a, a someone that can help us learn how to teach as well right so um I think we're both fundamentally pretty good teachers, but we're not professional teachers, right? Well, no worries, because if anybody who really knows me knows me, I'm just free will in my whole life, okay? <laughs> so I just bump into opportunity, and then I talk myself through it. So we are all going to do Perfect. a great job. <laughs> Match made in heaven. That's what we do, too. That's the way go. Passion is passion, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, great. Well, we're running up uh, right on the 30-minute mark. Do, do we have anything else, uh, Lauren or Jenny, that you want to add? We're just really excited. Yeah, I just want to thank you guys yeah. so much. This is just really incredible, and what a wonderful opportunity to offer our students. I just, I feel like you said it's just a vehicle, and you know, I'm so grateful to Lauren for being there, and then just you know saying all those great things and putting giving me this opportunity. So I think it's going to be a powerful dynamic duo, mm -hmm. and then adding you two, it's just going to go so far. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And DJ, what uh, what are your thoughts? I uh, kind of what we started with. I just want to say thank you for believing in these two guys from Hillen. Absolutely, <laughs> even uh, Hillen. Yeah, just from. I mean, you know, like like we said, we did have a couple. I don't want to call them failures, but opportunities that we thought we could possibly help yeah. with different groups. And um, when I met Lauren and when she told me a little bit about more of what she did, I was like, this could possibly be a very good alignment with with what we're trying to do. And so I want to say thank you for believing in us. Thank you for for uh, for making this connection and and getting the kids organized and planning this. I I think this will help a lot of people moving forward. A lot of a lot of young men and women moving mm -hmm. forward. And and to start putting this into your vision a little bit too. Um, I I think you know we'll talk off mic about this, but there's something about doing a podcast even if we don't publish this right makes us feel good about having the conversation right so it's really yes. similar to what we think we're going to encounter when we meet with the children right is that there will be value in the conversation Absolutely. once we get that that uh, cadence down or that operating rhythm down let's think about having them on the podcast and either bring them to the house or bringing, there's nothing stopping us from bringing this set up to the mm -hmm. classroom, mm -hmm. right? Get yeah. there, they take a half hour to set up, whatever, right? And start engaging the kids that way. Because look, 
podcasting isn't going away. No, right not in at all. any way, shape, or form. Right at some at some level, all these kids are their own little media station. Absolutely, right? they're their own set of influencers. Right, so. To get them exposed to it, to get them able to talk to a broader audience about what they feel. I mean, obviously, we'd have to get parental consent and school consent. But I think there's real value to that, especially with this group that you two have identified as having greatness within them. That's Mm -hmm. what Acres of Diamonds is all about, is, is helping people understand that they do have greatness with them, whether they see it or not. Right. DJ and I talk about this all the time. There's inflection points in our lives where we're like, wow, that person believed in me and that made a huge difference. So I do have to say one clarification thing just because I am who I am. All of my students have greatness in them and I see it. Right. I just really am picking some students that I think are just going to eat up this opportunity and really need it. I just have to say that because I love my babies, even though they drive me insane. Yeah. And and the other reality is there's there's a couple of constraints, right? There's a couple of constraints. Number one is we, you know, we we have to, I think, prove the model. Number two, I think we can't. We all believe that smaller, intimate groups will have yes. more value for the participants and for how quickly we can learn on what works and what doesn't work. And look, DJ and I, you know, we have very big visions of how this rolls out, right? Yeah. We, we have visions of huge audiences at yeah. some level benefiting from what we learn with you two. So, how exciting! um, You know, (laughs) so you know, we view this as as one step in the process, but a very important step. And we are one hundred percent behind you as far as everyone has greatness with them. Everyone. And I didn't mean. And it's all like you guys didn't feel that. No, but it's worth. I just didn't want it recorded anywhere where I didn't actually (laughs) act like I believe. Yeah, because your students look. You're hoping your students hear this, right? And 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 we're hoping that they hear. We think you're great. That's right. That's right, for sure. And I want to say one more thing, because I always do. Um, I just think it's so brave that the two of you, not having teaching backgrounds and, you know, the different things, that you just are furthering this and you're, you know, excited to bring this to students and you recognize how important it is and you didn't give up. You've talked about that, you know, the time that you thought you were going to partner with Hilton, it wasn't exactly what you had envisioned, but you just didn't say, okay, it's a flop and, you know, you guys are successful men. You don't have to do this for any reason except for that you want to and you believe in it and right. it's just a part of your core so i just think that's so cool because not many people outside of education even think about these things oh we appreciate so that pretty exciting thank you. thank you well thank you ladies very much appreciate dj as always thank you very much thank and and hopefully we'll do this again next week yeah thank Thanks. you Bye. Bye.